Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as A World Without Shrimp. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Becoming Part 1, Season 2, Episode 21. We're going to be talking about plot, we're going to be talking about characters, and we're going to be talking about backstory. So spoilers abound for this episode, any episode before it, after it, the comics, and even possibly other TV shows and movies. If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me! Now with 90% more flashbacks. Hello! I'm really glad we're doing this on a weekly basis again. Still not over how long the break was. It feels good. Feels good to be back here. Daniel, say hello. It's great for now until we take a break from May to September. Yep. Stacia, say hello. (laughs) Hello. And we are here to talk about Becoming. Part one. Part one. Only. Important. Part one only. I have not watched part two. The penultimate episode. I don't know episode. what's going to happen, and do not tell me what. <laughs> okay, I'll try not I to. I feel like Angel's going to come around, but I don't know. I feel like if he wasn't in the next episode, that would be really weird. It would be a great artistic choice. <laughs> he just vanishes. Just, we don't talk about it anymore. Uh, written and directed by Joss Whedon. The last I've one. I've heard of him. That he wrote and directed this season was Innocence, uh, his sixth writing credit for the season. He also did Ted, lest we not forget. He did he Ted. Directed it or wrote, wrote it? Ted. Ooh. Might have done both, actually, I can't remember. There's a lot to talk about in this episode. It's one of my personal favorites. Um, I would Spoiler. say it's my favorite of the season. However, we'll find out at the end of this episode that I'm an idiot. Uh, before we get into all that, let's find out what happened other than Buffy this week in the world and throw to our robot news team. Robots. Robots. This week, I'm sad I didn't learn anything. Oh. Really, step up the bar. I can't learn something every week. There's only so much space. So you knew everything the robots had. Did okay. this time around. It's fair. They might have just been catering the news toward you because they feel. Well, they are robots, and they can learn on their own, and they learn my preferences and my own history, and they know. I, mean, I don't really care about Sasha or I. So. No, this is my, my show. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. Yikes! It's not true. That's our show. I guess, it's your show. It's I guess our we'll show. Just, I guess we'll just leave. No, the Giles, what? The Giles. The Rupert Giles are. The Rupert Giles are. Yeah, come on, you don't know? I don't. How do you not know? So what happened in this episode, this very wonderful episode of Buffy? Um, It's mostly done in flashbacks. We get a huge amount of exhibition about where Angel came from and kind of his journey towards meeting Buffy. So we learn way more about Angel than we've known before, yes, um, to do. the delight of me personally, for sure, because this show is very thin on any kind of lore, so it was really oh. nice to, to get some of that. Uh, but mostly, It's weird to think this is like the first time we've gotten lore, too. I know. Uh, aside from all the flashbacks, uh-huh. what's happening in modern day Sunnydale is a pretty big deal. There's a demon that's been turned to stone, as demons sometimes do, as Angel will point out, although we've never mentioned that before, but that's besides the point. Um, There's always a first time. <laughs> and it's such a big deal that Kendra has actually come back to Sunnydale to deal with what Angel's trying to bring forth, Akatha, the demon that is in the stone tomb. Um, Angel spends the episode trying to figure out how to unlock that tomb, how to bring Akatha forth, and in the meantime, uh, discovers that Giles might be the key because they don't know what the hell they're doing. So what do they got to do? They got to kidnap Giles. Uh, Giles and everyone except for Buffy is in the library hanging out, including Kendra. And while Buffy is distracted fighting Angel, uh, the Drusilla and her little cadre of vampires comes and attacks, kidnaps Giles, and kills Kendra in the Couldn't process. Could have been the judge. 
It could have been the judge. Yeah. It could have just made this the judge. It, yeah, Akatha's a really goofy uh, villain because he's a, literally a statue. And they're also kind of both like sort of the same. Like he's gonna wake up and swell the whole world. But yes. The judge, but what did the judge do? He's just he just touched people and. Know, but he wanted to literally extinguish humanity. So kind of similar. Same goals. Yeah. Same goals should have I mean, up. I know, but why could you? Why would you call one giant demon that needs to be brought back to life? And he wants to kill all of humanity cheesy while ignoring the other one who's the exact same thing. Oh, they're both terrible and they should be extinguished from the earth. Oh, the, the B plot, I guess, of this episode is also that uh, Willow has discovered a way to destroy Angel's soul, which is the last thing Jenny Calendar was working on before she died, uh, which is a big deal. And that's why they're all at the library. Duh, they're trying to do the spell mm-hmm. while Buffy's out, yeah. stalling for time. Yes. That's what she keeps asking. And that's do why Kendra stays there. Right. To protect Willow to and, protect them. and that gives Willow her a well. stake. Mr. Horny. I know. Should have gotten another stake. So a couple firsts in this episode. Um, first significant flashbacks. We had an Iroh by Eugene. We do the flashback for Malcolm, but like to tell you what he's up to in Italy in the 1500s. Um, out of mind, out of sight, we do flashbacks uh, during her school year. Um, Kalita Ball's character is Marcy. Marcy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do flashbacks of well, she, why she became invisible. Um, stuff like that. But nothing substantial for our characters, really. Uh, this is the first one, and they're done really well. First on-screen siring, which happens, obviously, between Darla and Angel. First significant use of magic from Willow. We had the the scapulas in... Uh, I only have eyes for you that were protecting them from the possession, but that wasn't... I don't super count that. But we talked about that then. And the first death by immolation on screen of a vampire. Uh, the only other one was the anointed one, but we don't actually see him fry in the sun. Oh. I know. Uh, but yeah, the vampogram that burst into flames is the first time we see that. Fun fact, this episode is featured on the solo DVD, Best of Buffy. So after the full collections had come out, they did a couple, or maybe contemporaneous, contemporaneous to that um, they did a Best of Buffy, which only had four episodes on it. And those four episodes were Becoming Part 1, Graduation Day Part 2, Hush and the Gift. So to pull out four episodes from 144, and this being one of them, I think, That's is... That's kind of nuts. I know. And I don't... I don't... Dis- I can't say no to the picks. I do. But like, I would say no to the picks. I do, pretty strongly. I don't know. Especially I, with all of them. None of those, I don't... I guess I don't think any of those... Living out once more with feeling... Thing. This might have... This might have come out right after Bef- season five. Or before, right? Right when they thought it was Yeah, before be. they went to UPN. Even with that. It has no. to be because to and not you said have... the gift was on there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. that's good. That's a good call. Yeah, I know. Yeah, to leave out once more feeling is kind of egregious. Yeah, that's egregious. But I don't know. I think Becoming Part One, the reason I mention it is because I think this episode's great. And it is a great episode. It's pretty intense. The fact that your Warner Brothers... stands. <laughs> yeah. We accept your point. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. Um, so... Let's get into the episode. There's a lot to talk about here because of the backstory, because we see so much of, of I mean, it's Angel. It's, it's the Angel show, for sure. Um, we get to see that through the narration of the character we just meet for the first time, Whistler, who is not really explained at all, and no, we never see good. again. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But is there... I, this episode? I have one burning question okay. that... I, I wondered about throughout the entire episode, which is, why did Darla pick such a loser to turn into a vampire? <laughs> like, this guy had no redeemable qualities. He was a drunk. He was a womanizer. He had no job. No sense of 
anything except going to the bar and making poor choices. And Darla's like, yeah, I think I want to live with you eternally. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come with me? Go, Liam. For the Darla thing, though, I wonder, because I didn't watch Angel very closely, but the one thing I remember, the Darla-centric episode in that, it was, it was like 400 years ago when she was turned, right? Um, so this would line up in the 1700s, about 300 years ago. She broke away from the master. I wonder if... I, I think it's probably a combination of he was a honey. Definitely a honey. 100%. Uh, and she saw someone weak will that she could manipulate and uh, that would possibly be something she could turn into a tool for her own devices. Like, I can train this person into... She wasn't into the things he was saying. She wasn't like... She was not definitely not seduced by his drunken rambling. No, she, I mean, she had I the power. Isn't calculating. that what Darla would be like drawn to i don't know it didn't seem like she was turning him into a lackey that she was expecting to follow all of her orders maybe she saw like he'd be more than a lackey maybe a lackey at the beginning and then there is i don't know i just i don't understand that i wish that was a better well see like when you say lackey it makes me like like a mindless person to do whatever you want yeah like i'm like picturing like the guy with the glasses that they're like we have you because you're the only one who can read like you know like she pictures him to like be the one to go out to get the judge's arm like he's not going to be the one next to her making the plans and i don't think that she saw him as that at least when you have the moment between angel and angelus he definitely slips back into i'm in control i'm in charge but that's Without Darla in the picture, I feel like in Vampire Lore, uh, Beyond Buffy, there's like this weird dynamic between sires and the people they've turned, where there is some kind of hero worship element to it. Like you are supposed to be indebted to them in a way because they changed your I life. Mean, maybe, but I think you see that moment with Darla when she was like, you're hurting me. I like it. You know, like where I think she likes that Angel's abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he treats her the way that he treats, you know. But I think Priscilla she's in control the whole time. Everyone else. Where, that's the difference. I feel like if Angel had been the one to sire her, if he was the predator, if he was the one going out to make a, a, like a toy, a playmate for him, basically, uh, it, it wouldn't feel like that because she she's in control not angel like whereas with angel and spike and drusilla he's definitely the, the head he's the honcho guy he's the one in charge but i don't think darla would ever let angel usurp her even if she's kind of in the shadows she's not in the forefront making like the calls up front i think she pulls all the strings and that's how the dynamic of their relationship worked i don't know when we see the the whirlwind flashbacks in full for love there's he angel's unsure of himself he seems to be reporting back to darla in a way like we need to leave and she's like eh, i don't know about that like I, I feel like she makes the last call i feel like she has the final say that's a good thing to look for yeah. but even that's a hundred years later it's like mm-hmm. there there's all this time in between for him to become more of a person so even if he's deferring to darla that that is something to look for yeah. I but know. i would expect him after a hundred years to be like kind of his own person even if him and darla don't get along he's still yeah i think you're right there's a deference. But, but the, the bigger question is, like, how long has she known him? Is it just a chance encounter, or did she set it up that way? Mm, she might have, one. but... I don't... I just... Why would you put a lot of effort in... You could turn him into a vampire literally anytime you wanted to. But I think we talked about this before. I think you probably, as a vampire, get bored with life, and part of it is the game. Like, why wouldn't you set up these elaborate games instead I of mean, just maybe. doing... I would do I that. Know. I well, think if I was alive for 300 way, years at that point. At I'm least the way Spike it. and Drusilla set it up, the way Angel stalks Buffy is unusual and they would not put that much effort into it. That's fair. 
So, I mean, that seemed like a uniquely angel, uniquely evil thing that he likes to do and not a thing all vampires do. (laughs) And maybe he learned that from Darla, but I don't know. It doesn't really seem like something Darla would do either to me. I don't know. We don't know. know. Yeah, it's the problem. We don't know enough about her. I mean, I don't know. We see her in Angel. Yeah. And she doesn't, I don't know. Gotta watch Angel. Maybe she's mellowed out a bit. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I think... That what this scene does show is that Angel's a loser and he's always been a loser. And he'll yeah. forever be a loser. I, I mean, you know, kind of this full circle where he starts out as this, like, dirty drunk that gets thrown out of a bar to, like, Manhattan when he's, like, homeless and eating rats in an alley. But I think, I guess the reason why I was so frustrated was, like, watching this again, like, thinking back, because we see both the scenes where Angel is turned, and then later we'll have the flashback where Spike is turned, and I just find that moment, and it's literally the exact same scene, wherein they stumble into an alley, and there's a vampire who's like, come with me, (laughs) but I find the scene with Spike and Drusilla a lot more, like, it makes more sense to me why Drusilla would turn him than it does to me why Darla would turn Angel. Mm. I feel like, because it's like, yeah, maybe he was cute, but she could have had anyone. Do you think there's a level of remorse, too? Like, even if in the moment, you're going through your own stuff, Darla's going through her own shit, she finds this guy and it's like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. If you turn him, I, I don't see the wrong. vampires basically being like the next day being like, oh, I just turned this guy. I regret it. Yeah, they're not supposed they're to. Not gonna supposed to they're not going to kill. I know, but they're also not going to kill. It's right. almost like having a child. You yeah. might make that huge mistake and then it's like, well, I guess you exist now. Yeah. Shit. I mean, you sort of like, you're stuck with them. But yeah. I mean, some vampires will kill their, their own little hordes. I mean, we just haven't seen that. Point. Again, that's lore I that mean, we're bringing into the story that has not been established. Well, so. we have seen Spike kill other vampires. For sure. Yeah. I mean, but again, that seems no like it was set up as being a weird thing. Yeah. I mean, not someone that he had sired himself. Yeah, that's almost my point. Them. Like, yeah, yeah. If you sire that person, it's almost like killing yeah. your child. Well, it's, yeah. Sense. It's kind of like you're beholden to them. Yeah. So I feel like Darla, even if, regardless of her decisions, if she made a mistake or didn't, it still is what it is. And you sort of have to live with it. And so a hundred years later when they're at the Boxer Rebellion or whatever and hanging out and regardless of deference or whatever, it's like he's still, even if he's just in his teenager phase, he's still being, he is a person. He's a vampire and he exists and he's doing his own thing. And it's like what I want from the scene is to have Angel doing something that you would see Darla recognize as being desirable. Like he was already doing something evil and she was like, that is the one that I need. Well, that's what you know, I, instead that's of how just I'm seeing him in my head is that she's been watching him over a couple of weeks. Like she's in Ireland and she sees just, this guy. I don't, or, but that's not what we see. What we see is this drunken guy who gets thrown out of a bar. Right. But it, it's not that. But that why couldn't why couldn't she run? I know, but again, if if all if they're showing us this scene to show us something about Angel, but they're not actually showing it because what happened? It actually happened two weeks ago when she decided that maybe she'd follow him around and turn him eventually. Like I don't know. Then the scene fails because because the scene's why not it, about Darla? It's about Angel. If well, the scene was about Darla, we would find out. But that's the, what I'm saying. But it's the whole point of this is why Angel was turned, or this is the moment Angel was turned and it changed his life. Like shouldn't it have been something more powerful than he got? thrown out of a bar like I don't know like that's what happened that was the reality of the situation he was fucking thrown out of a bar and somebody grabbed him okay but the reality of the situation could have also been that he was stealing something from a house and he ran across Darla and then she changed him but I think that's why Drusilla exists because (laughs) Drusilla is like the epitome of goodness Mm -hmm. and it's so fucked up for Angel to take her but Angel is like what would happen to all of us which is that we're just 
neutral. We're just neutral people walking in the world. into the world and we just stumble across this thing that turns us into, it gives us all the power to be pure evil and that's, and we're not good enough to even resist that. I don't know. Yeah, the Drusilla question... uh, I wouldn't want him stealing stuff and being a bad person because then the Drusilla stuff I don't think would have as much impact because I feel bad that Drusilla got turned because Angel's such a slimeball, terrible creature. But like with the Darla stuff, I don't know. It's kind of like it just fucking happens. Like she's just going to take advantage of him because he's a honey and deal with the consequences. And maybe she would probably be like, hey, you're a vampire. Go do what you want. And maybe Angel was like... No, I'm attached to you and basically follow her around for the next hundred fucking years. And she's like trying to get rid of him. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know the whole circumstances. Maybe she instantly was like, I'm whatever. More vampires is better. But leave me alone, kid. And yeah. then the kid just kept annoying her. Well, know. just why would you turn someone into a vampire and then immediately walk away, though? Why? Because so why wouldn't you just a- kill them? Just it's like a dick move. Just like now you're doomed for all eternity. Bye. Well, that's a great vampire that, move. Like that's that. a great vampire move. But they don't think about it like that. No, but it's like though. having a kid. But they think they're better than everyone else. Why would you think, haha, I just fucked you over forever when they actually like being a vampire? I know, but everybody has flaws. Even vampires, we learn they're real people. I mean, sort of. They're not people, but you know, they have their character traits, and I'm sure for her, I guess you could you could say that it's her weakness. It's like a weakness that happened. You in that moment were like, dude's a honey. I want this. Maybe I'm having a bad day. Let's just do this. And then the next day you're like, shit. I made a huge mistake. Maybe. I drank too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, the... I'm too hot. The, the more curious one was Drusilla. So do you think that he picked her intentionally? Do you think he was stalking her? He found out there was a girl that had premonitions. It was like, I could use a person like that on my crew. Darla will be so stoked if I bring this girl home. <laughs> She'll like me again. So, but is that... That's a good question. Or did he just legit go into that church to eat a priest and then... Whoops. I think it's this legit well, to eat a no, priest so and then found the girl. Isn't the whole thing... Okay, so this is my understanding of Drusilla's timeline is that he found her, he became obsessed with her, he tortured her until the point she decided that she needed to become a nun so that she could be pure and safe from him. And then that's when he turned her at that last moment. Right, so this is meeting her. This is not... The end. This is her... The beginning. This is... Angel just met Drusilla and this is how they met. Not like... Oh, yeah, she didn't turn around for a while. Yeah, because we cut right from the... Which is one of my favorite moments in the whole episode. With the when, rattle going? Yeah, and he and, puts his hand on the thing. He's like, God's always watching or whatever he says. I wrote it down. Well, no, I love it. And then the rattle's kind of going. And then the rattle is going to its climax and then stops as she comes into the real life and bites the person's neck. Mm-hmm. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, the God so, is watching you. That's what she said. Yeah. So did Drusilla have premonitions before she was crazy or does she have premonitions because she's crazy she has premonitions which made her crazy i believe is the, the i thought she was crazy because angel tortured her until she was crazy well it sounds like i mean like she was stigmatized in her community because she had this gift of sight and she really wanted to be good with god and right. be a good person and all that stuff that you have to be during her time that's yeah that makes the most sense i think yeah because i don't think she could just gain that from being traumatized or, or the, i mean yeah she could i guess i, I think it's she it's heightened would, because it's, i think she definitely I mean, had some mental a uh, lot of what she says is bullshit yeah it's just garbage. It's fair especially point. spike pointing out like 
Shred it in the paper. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she read that in the paper. That's, That's true. Good. That's true. Um, so I think it was like a combination of she she definitely was probably dealing with some anxiety issues and some problems because she'd been pushed out of the community. But uh, Angel coming along and torturing the shit out of her probably, probably would have pushed her over the edge a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. And then I think when you become a vampire, you kind of lean into the last thing you were doing probably. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a lot of good vampire role models. Hi, for those of you who have just tuned in, everyone here is a crazy person. Oh, before I forget, so a couple of directing things in this episode. Uh, the whole thing is great. I mean, Joss Whedon did a bang-up job. Um, but that moment specifically with Darla, the last scene with the, the music swelling and everything was great. Uh, the other moment I actually really enjoyed that was kind of a lesser moment was when Giles first sees the Akafla, the tomb thing that he's, he's trapped in the mm-hmm. big rock. Um, he's really nervous and tense in a way that there has been no gravity to any scene in a very long time. And to him, like, be really cautious and, like, upset about seeing this thing was really cool. And the way the, the strings came in, it just felt like an actual moment. Like, this is something to be scared of. Like, we try to, we're giving weight to this thing. Well, they treat her like nice the touch. monolith, you know, like mm-hmm. in 2001, The Space Odyssey. It's yeah, like yeah. sitting there in the corner, like, when you can hear the talking and laughter and stuff and turning around. And you just see the huge mm-hmm. stone just cool. sitting there. It's really That's great. Although the crack in the tomb thing was really weird because I didn't notice that at all. And for Giles to be like... You didn't see, did you open it yet? And he's like, what? I don't think that I would assume based on there being a line in like a small line in the thing that this could be opened. So well, that, that also seemed really convenient because it mm. was like obvious there was rock around what had been the actual tomb for right. there. So it'll just be a crack where the seam was. Yeah. Come on now. So Jazz, you got it cool a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I liked all the Jenny Calendar stuff. It's somebody who we have not talked about since. Ooh, her, and Giles getting heated, passing away. heated at Xander. That's Zan- I thought the Xander-Giles stuff was really, really well done. And I think uh, Xander made a great point. You know, you want to forget Miss Calendar's murder to get your boyfriend back. Yeah. was a really great line. You can paint this any way you want. But the way I see it is that you want to forget all about Miss Calendar's murder so you can get your boyfriend back. Whose but- team are we on? Are we on team... Soul, angel, or kill angel? That's a great question. Okay, so, but my question is, why is Jenny Callender's death more important than anyone else's? Because we already knew Angel was a murderer. This was true when he had his soul, But too. our friends are more important. <laughs> Some people, as we learned from Drusilla, are just better and more entitled. They're winners. Well, I just, I don't really understand why one one death would doom Angel to having to be killed when all the other ones did I think Xander like, is just, just really grasping for straws. He Angel. And, and he's got a great case. For killing Angel and... Well, it's uh, our teams, just so we're clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got Cordelia, Kendra, Team Captain Xander on Team Kill Angel. Oh, yeah. On Team Soul Angel, Willow, Giles, Team Captain Buffy. So, so what teams are you on? I'm Um, on Team Kill Angel, man. I know too much, and I need him to go. But I also love Angel the show. (laughs) (laughs) So, is this a selfish choice? But you gotta think of it on a non-meta level. Let's... Pretend we're actually, the stakes are real. We're inside the episode. Yeah. we got to pick a side. I'm real upset about, but 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 I would look and say, Giles should be the most upset. And the fact that he's on Team Angel would make me want to be on Team Angel as well. Yeah, I think Giles really is the swing vote there. Mm-hmm. Him having compassion enough. I mean, a lot of that comes from, also, I want Buffy to be happy. But well, his main reason was, this was the last thing Jenny wanted to do before. Although, yeah, true, true. I am loath to say this. I think... Xander has a point. <laughs> Faster pussycat, <laughs> well, kill, well, kill. It doesn't matter. Yes. No, well, th- my point is, is 
Xander knew that this was going to end badly before it ended badly. He knew that. And then it ended badly. And so now... I shout it through cupped hands. I told you so. Right. And so now, why would you put reset all the pieces to have this end badly again? You know, like, there's only one ending, and I already knew it was going to happen, and it happened. So why would we set this all up just to have him come back and kill someone who's not Jenny because she's already dead? He, he kill Angel, which, you know, he does, or whatever. Like, why... And so I understand Xander's point of view, and I think I fall on the side of Kill Angel. Killing Angel seems to have been Jenny's last wish. Yeah, well, Jenny's dead. Don't you ever... Can't you hear what I'm saying? Stop, stop, stop it! Stop it! I mean, it's hard, because when Angel has his soul, he is he is good. Yeah. Um, I think he, I would like to do it just... He saves a lot yeah. of people when he has a soul, but yeah. he is a liability forever. And I think we've brought that question up before. Does Angel being good do more good in the world than the badness that Angelus has caused. Like, has he killed more people than he saved or vice versa? Angel, the character on the TV show Angel, does do a lot of good. <laughs> he does. The character Angel on the TV show Buffy, not so much. that not only so much. follows around Buffy, not so much. Yeah. So yeah. I think if you didn't know Angel existed and never existed in our real... Team Kill Angel, because he does nothing I for... I mean, even his... then, even if he's doing a lot of good now, I... A lot of good now. I think he has a long way to go to make up for the body count if we're just mm. doing like one for Especially one. Especially because uh, he was the show, yeah. he was killing for what two hundred years straight, and they called him like a ruthless killing machine. Like that's just what he did. He was just a monster that probably was killing people every single night, and he was killing whole families. We see that in flashbacks where he'd take out a whole family in one mm-hmm. go. He took out his own whole family, and. So he's got a massive body count behind him. But I like and the idea of him redeeming himself. I mean, I, mean, I do I'm too, but... For a hundred years, he just sat around there. I know. I but know. Well, that is... You can imagine that being the case, though. It's like, you gotta get like into garbage. a reason. You gotta get <laughs> into a depressed. dirty car to go find a teenager <laughs> to uh, sit and watch. You I don't know. know. I, think it's, I think it's hard to justify just because he is such mm-hmm. a big liability. And, you know, he yeah. does get turned back into Angelus. In Angel. It's yeah. not... This is not the only time it happens. Like, this is a continuing sure. problem, and it will forever be a problem until someone does kill Angel. Whereas with Spike, it's it's a choice, yeah. Someone wasn't worthy. Damn it! This is so disappointing. There must be something I missed. A major part of this episode, which we don't really get into how deeply it impacts the rest of the show for a little while, is Kendra dies. Um, we don't have a second to grieve at the end of this because that's literally the last thing that happens. There's a slow-mo run to finding Kendra's body after Drusilla kills her and doesn't eat her, which I will always be confused and bitter about because you should eat her. Because Slayer's blood is supposed to be like an aphrodisiac. It's supposed to make vampires feel like high. It's supposed to be this like magical elixir of, of stuff you want. That's why you want to kill a Slayer. It's not only because it's like she's the person that hunts us, but... Slayer's blood is like this thing. It's only metaphor blood. Yeah, fucking Drew's killed Slayer. That's mm-hmm. a dope. That's a dope move. I know. You got to get on the internet and be like, "Yo, I did it." Granted, did her it. fighting is ridiculous because she doesn't actually fight, and it's I, real bad. Mm-mm. And she shouldn't. I think it's really cool. I wish that she didn't even move as much as she did because I think it's very interesting to have a character that has this otherworldly kind of power where she doesn't really have to fight. Mm-hmm. Like the master didn't really fight either. No, no. He just did that. He had that hypnotic ability about him where he could just stop you in your tracks. I don't need to fight you. I can just... But then she did have that brute strength moment of, I'm just going to grab you by your throat and hold you in the air for a little while. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to see Drusilla, like, how strong she is. Like, that scene when she picked Angel up by his... Or, 
Spike, Spike up by his leg yeah. and carried him out of the church. And you're like, whoa, crap. But she doesn't need to use it because she's stronger in other ways, too. Like, you right. know, she does hypnotize. She doesn't have to use her really buff arm muscles to win. Yeah. Which is why I wish she didn't even play yeah. the game. Like, I wish she would have done some cool Matrix hand behind the back, just kind of dodging the punches thing, and then hypnotize. Fun. Instead of, like, almost trying to slap fighter way out of the situation. Because <laughs> this is a little weird. But uh, so what do we think about that ending when Buffy goes down to to like kneel on her and then we get the cops coming in? I thought it was a pretty secret. I was really mad there wasn't any blood. It was only metaphor blood. Yeah. Oh. I'm like you can't slash someone's throat and just. But this means that faith is called in that moment. Um, I don't think our characters are gonna assess that or even think about it because when faith shows up, it's a huge surprise. Didn't didn't Mm -hmm. think about it when Buffy died. Yeah, exactly. No one thought about it when Buffy died. Well, it makes sense because she came back. Right. What? But but also if if, if Kendra died, it's like well we've corrected the problem. Buffy. Yeah. But Buffy is now irrelevant when I know, she dies. Great. You don't get a third slayer called. But the the Watchers Council and Giles oh not being treated like a real Watcher. He knows. He has to know. He has to know. But he's been kidnapped. He can't tell them. That's true. Well, it also seems like, I don't know, maybe he'd have to call the other, like, Kendra's watcher and be like, so... Bad news. Ooh. Um, <laughs> just so you know, yeah, she's your slayer's dead. It's a long-distance call, don't have a lot of time, she gone. Sorry, <laughs> you're done. It's rough. Yeah. A big piece of this episode, too, is Whistler, the character that we've never seen before and is now narrating our episode and guiding Angel through uh, his journey back to being a person to becoming right that's the whole thing of the episode my name's whistler there you go thanks anyway lately it is Mm. you're not a vampire a demon technically i mean i'm not a bad guy not all demons dedicated to the destruction of all life what do you mean i can go either way i mean that you can become an even more useless rodent than you already are or you can become someone a person Someone to be counted. I just want to be left alone. Well, yeah, you've been left alone for, what, 90 years already? And what a package you are. The stink guy. What do you want from me? I want you to see something. I think he's super cool and really interesting, and I'm very pissed that we never see him again. So Max Perlick is the actor that plays him, uh, and he's been a character actor in a couple of different things. But supposedly the reason why we don't see Whistler again is that he wasn't available for scheduling because of his movie career. I mean, he's a household name. We've seen him in thousands of movies. There's an absolute reason why he couldn't do Buffy anymore. Mm-hmm. Whistler, I wow. we don't actually find out anything about him until Angel and Faith, the comics. And he's the powers that be. He's a child of the powers that be and a full-blooded demon. Okay. Um, so Alluded that's why he's that, living yeah. in the in-between. He's like the scales of justice. He's the He doesn't want good or bad. He wants balance. Mm-hmm. Um at some point after the Seed of Magic is destroyed in season eight, he loses his mind a little bit, and he's the one that pushes Angel actually to be Twilight in the first place. He want, said that the only way to get everything back to normal was to start over again. The idea of rebirth, we need to re, like this world needs to start over. So it's Whistler that did it. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, and then after the Seed of Magic is destroyed, he gets a little more crazy and adamant about it. I bet he would. I don't know that he's such a cool idea, uh, and Doyle. Obviously, with the because Whistler tells he knows possible futures, 
right. doesn't know for sure what's going to happen. Where Doyle is a little more pointed. It's like, this thing will definitely happen. I saw what's going to happen. Uh, kind of like Drusilla apparently has the power of like, I saw a thing that's going to happen. Whereas Whistler seems to be, I know what can happen if you don't make the right choice. So I'm, and I can't make you make the right choice. It's a better story. Absolutely. It's a better because it still gives you the idea of that, like, destiny is not all preordained. You don't have to, like, you well, have two choices. And what do you do with the knowledge that if you make this choice, you do it? Yeah. And you don't want that outcome, so you do the other. And then what could have been if you didn't? So what are we, helpless? Puppets? No. The big moments are going to come. You can't help that. It's what you do afterwards that counts. That's when you find out who you are. Freeze! You'll see what I mean. Uh, but nevertheless, we were kind of robbed of a yeah, a very a cool character. potential character, and it sucks. I like Whistler a lot. It was he has a huge place in my head as far as Buffy canon goes, and it for him to only be in one episode, I feel like. That should say a lot about what a statement he makes. That's sure. really interesting because I completely forget about his existence. I and just, the potential. We so were cool. watching "Can't Buy Me Love" last week, and Kelly was like, "Oh my god, that's Whistler!" And I'm like, "Who? No idea." <laughs> He's no. that guy. Shows up. Well, it's the Tara thing. Like, I, t- Tara in my head is a giant cool character. character. The thing about Whistler, though, that's really—I mean, I love the interaction where he's getting a hot dog and just hanging out. And Must. Like, yeah, let's go. But then he's like, I got this girl you need to know. And I'm like, oh no, it's Buffy. And to have Buffy like doing a lollipop shit and like. That was so gross. So horrible. Bad choice, Josh. Sorry. And then you got, you know, Wolfer Brimley or whatever the fuck that guy. I know, right? Jump to conclusions, Matt. That guy. Like. (laughs) Why are you here? And like, you are. That was her first watcher. That was the first watcher. Mm-hmm. The jump to conclusions guy. Yes. Office space. No. No, 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 no. So I wasn't down with any of that. And the fact that Angel's like, you know, fetishizing this like teenager. It, I mean, we've made it very clear on this podcast that we were against that. And I'm against it now. I'm against it for. Well, I think so. this is like the most egregious um version of it because the lollipop and the hair and her outfit and the way she's talking it's all meant to make her sound younger because she's supposed to be younger but it makes it way creepier that that's the moment that he sees her sucking on the lollipop being like call me call me call me like supposedly this like you know uh like thoughtless popular girl and he's like yes her yeah yeah i I mean i think that's Joss Whedon, which makes it extra gross because he made those choices, right? He he chose to make her, like, infantilize her as much as humanly possible, and then for to make the choice that Angel's still attracted to her. And you could almost excuse it, like, you could almost be like, well, maybe he's doing it for the right reason. Maybe it was a a paternal, protective thing. And then Whistler says the line that the master said in the first season, she must be prettier than the last one. I know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, not only is Angel on board with the pedophilia but so is Whistler, and so are like men writ large. Like you had a chance gross. to have that just be a thing that happened at the beginning because you didn't really know what you're doing, mm-hmm. and you doubled down on it. Sure did. At the end of season two, you didn't have to. You really did not have to. This could have been a perfect opportunity to never bring it up again. I want to learn from you. All right. Well, I you did. just 
immediately thought again, like, poor Uggo last Slayer. Like, right? what was wrong with her? <laughs> Nothing, probably. And she still got killed. She did. Sure did. They all get killed in the end. That's the whole thing. Except for Buffy. Except for Buffy. What would have happened? What would have happened if like Kendra had been called instead of Buffy, and Angel went to Jamaica or wherever and looked at Kendra instead and was like, "Man, then the story (laughs) would have taken place in 2002." (laughs) We would have never had Buffy the Vampire Slayer because black characters don't exist. Yep. But my point being is, like, like, can we make her white? (laughs) Was Buffy special, or would he have? Like, latched on to any of the Slayers. That's a great... I think he would have latched on. Possibly. The, I mean, I don't know. Or would he just have been like, know. nah, pass pass on this destiny. I'm going back to the rats. Well, and it's Thank like, you for the tip about pig's blood. Not a, grad, not a bad question, though. Like, would he have just... Because I think Whistler gave him basically a future. And would he have just accepted whatever the future was? I think maybe he would have. The and, flashback, too. It wasn't just that she was prettier than the last yeah, one. Yeah, You see Angel lurking in the bushes while her parents are fighting, and he recognizes she's going to have a really hard time with this. Yeah. Like, she has, like, a hard life, and I want to make it easier for her. Right, but I think, like, that was, like, kind of the moment that cemented it for him, and I don't know, since Kendra didn't have parents, if that would have been the same thing. That scene, like, that could have saved it. We could have saved the gross pedophilia nature of it if we didn't do the Whistler. Must be pretty than the last one. Well, and just the implication that men are garbage and won't help women unless they want to fuck them is, like, horrible in and of itself. Like, it had to be that she was attractive. That had to be a factor. It's just, like, so shitty and wrong. Because Kendra could have had a compelling story. Like, here's a girl who's obviously having hard time. She doesn't even have a fucking family. Her life is nothing but schedule and, like... uh, like militarized basically yeah. she just from sun up to sundown she's training that but to, objectively she would seem more well equipped to handle it than buffy yes. i guess that's true 100 yes and, and yeah the the he should want to help her because she needs help and that the scene with joyce the flashback with joyce would have been enough to do that if they didn't do the, the yeah really I, yeah no totally gross that. i just oh the show yeah well i don't know this. like i guess the question is like is there something special about buffy Oh, what? So now you're special? You're a special boy. With chains and stuff? Why do you have chains and stuff? Ooh, I do want to ask you guys, what's the time frame you think? So, like, it seems like Wilford Brimley came to her at school. Hey, you gotta fight vampires. She's definitely wearing a different outfit at school when Wilford comes to her than uh, after school when she's wearing literal pajama bottoms, a very light tank top, and the puppy jacket. So... We're assuming she went out late at night to hunt for the first time. However, when she gets back to the house, Joyce accosts her. Joyce says, dinner's ready in 10 minutes. Meaning that it couldn't have been at fucking 10 at night or even later, which it would have likely been if she was hunting vampires. I don't know what your Joyce <laughs> points are. Not but great. clearly, Joyce as a mother serving dinner, she probably served it at 10 o'clock. We're setting a precedent. That's all I can think of. I like, no, she would. She would. She would have it at 10 o'clock. Fuck she would. Goes. She would just be yeah, like, well, know. you're going to bed. I'm just making dinner now. <laughs> timeline is definitely confusing does she get nothing and it, and it could have even been a different day but like still okay so let's su- assume it's the dead of winter the sun goes down at five so they could have theoretically been hunting vampires since that that time mm-hmm. it still seems like by the time she went out hunted came back it's got to be at least seven or eight right that's a late dinner and it's bold as hell to be hunting vampires at five o'clock in the afternoon in southern california anyway you're right they're thinking a lot too much is there anything else we need to cover in this episode? I mean, it's, it's I, I love this episode. So I could really talk about 
it forever just because I think it's so good. The fact that all of our friends get their asses handed to them at the library, like that's a brutal scene. Obviously Kendra dies. The flashbacks are fantastic. Uh, and the cuts away from them are, are wonderful. It, the worst part is I think what they're building up to the next episode, which is that that weird demon thing, which should have just been the judge, is weak and him cutting himself to try to pull the sword out. Oh, right, right. I think that's a weak, just all around, just really fucking dumb. Yeah. But um, but to get Giles into it is pretty interesting and obviously stealing Giles away because he knows what's going on is going to be a thing and this torture of Giles. Like, knowing what happens, it all really plays out, but I think it's, I don't know, it's kind of weak. Well, the reason I like this episode so much because it's all potential. It's like we're really building to something. Like, even a Akafla... Sure, it's a, a stone demon thing, but maybe it turns into a really cool fucking thing in the next one. Kendra dies. Like, things are being set up. You can't... Yeah. You don't get the outcome. You don't get the conclusion that lets you down a little bit. You, you just... It's all potential. I think Kendra's a pretty good death. It's not... It's not a Jenny Calendar death, but it's certainly a kind of like, whoa, things are kind of happening kind of death. Yeah. Pretty I wish good. it had more impact, but sometimes we do that, especially when it's right at the end of the season. The same thing happened with Tara. It's like... So this is right at the end of the season. We don't get a chance because we're trying to rein in Willow at that point to like super grieve. You don't get to grieve Kendra because we're actively fighting Angel. True. Trying to, you know, reinstall him. It's Well, also I think taking away the grief and that sort of thing for Tara makes more sense because we really got to know her and she was a part of our constant everyday world. This one, not so much. This um, is so, the third episode Kendra has so, been in. Mm-hmm. But you, the alternate to that is making it such a big deal where it almost feels completely fake. Yeah, so in a way, the, the the slow mo was kind of like I love that scene. I it was dramatic, it. but it was really good. Yeah, it was really well done. And with talking her over amazing it, technicolor trench coat. They did everything about as perfect as it could. So did anybody learn anything from this episode? This jam packed thrill ride episode. And I say that legitimately, as opposed to Garfish. Okay, I'm learn girl. I learned not to dig stuff out of the ground. It's best just to leave it where it is. If mm-hmm. you find a really big stone, especially with might- them. Suspicious cracking it. Yeah, or hieroglyphs. Like, you know. I mean, they even talked about it. They're like, this predates civilizations that existed here. No, no, no. No, no, no. Put that back. Put that back. <laughs> that shit's evil. That's not, there's no fucking time for this. This, this is like, evil. yeah, we know too much now about this. Oh continent. my God. I love put the line back. about how they buried it somewhere. No one would find it until they went to put in low cost housing subdivision. <laughs> Because yeah, it was yeah. always low cost. It was always going to be a dumpy part of town that yeah. they were going to build. It's like, where am I going to bury this? Well, that part of land is always going to that be low like cost. That looks like a prime location for a suburban California yeah. development. Yeah, that's where they'll live in 5,000 years. No one's around them. Like, what the fuck? Well, I learned it's never too late to change atone and work to do better it doesn't happen all at once and you might not always get it right but as long as you keep trying every day just to be a little bit better just do a little bit more you can become someone to be proud of oh right thanks unless of course you lose your soul and all your friends want to kill you it's true yeah okay but before that he was trying to do better he was trying i wasn't sure you'd come after your immolationogram come on i had to show Shouldn't you be out destroying the world right now, pulling the sword out of Al Franken or whatever his name is? That's time enough. I wanted to say goodbye first. You are the one thing in this dimension I will miss. This is a beautiful moment we're having. Can we please fight? Okay. Let's, uh, let's take a moment to yell some stuff at each other that we watched in the episode. <laughs> that we liked from the episode. Stacia, yell at something. 
yell at something? Yell at us. Say words. Where the fuck are the Romanian woods? Yeah, why Romanian with a U and not Romanian? And Buffy Wikia, by the way, just put Romanian straight up. Like, they didn't acknowledge the U, so I don't know about that. Who knows? I spoke to Lou Tabor at the Washington Institute, and he told me that you were the best authority on obscure relics right here in Sunnydale. Can you believe it? Who the fuck is Lou Tabor? Like, why haven't we met him yet? Not important. Close your eyes, Darla, to Angel right before she sires him. She, Buffy will say that to Angel in the next episode, Ooh. right before she kills him. What spoiler? I know. What spoiler? I can't believe you spoiled that. My bad. Oh, no shit. Yeah, but you didn't remember she said it, so like... I, can't, I don't remember anything. Uh, Willow saying that she was researching the black arts for fun. Yeah. Educational research. <sighs> Educational fun. That's a, that's a high. I thought that was really cute. Willow hacking the internet. Uh, Oz was doing my work. Xander, he's asking Xander about the his fish stick. Yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. what are what's the theme? I thought it was riveting. Uh, I was a little unclear about some of the themes. The theme is Angel's too much of a coward to take me on face to face. And the other theme was by American, but it uh, got kind of buried. <laughs> Xander, best lines, some of the best lines. Well, even in that same interaction, I think you'd sweat cute blood. Yeah. Oh, Oz, always a hero. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the same the same scene. I didn't read anything about a chair shortage. Hello? Are we having a chair shortage? I didn't read anything about... Oh, I get it. Oh, my God. A Nazi mansion. Damn, yeah. that scene yeah. is loaded. Lots of Nazis. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Buffy, just say no to racist accents. Your watcher informed you that a very dark power is about to rise in Sunnydale. That's about it. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Couldn't help herself. First thing she says to Kendra. Yeah. Kendra's in three, I mean, really only two episodes, and yet her accent gets mocked in two mm-hmm. of those episodes. God damn. Yeah. Well, this mocks exactly what Puffy was saying, which is, okay, I'm learned girl. She didn't learn anything. Sure she, didn't. She is not learned girl. Are finals a thing in high school? Oh, yeah, finals. Why didn't you let me die? Ah, look on the bright side. It'll all be over soon. Are finals a thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. Finals exist. Okay. Yeah, I finals. They're not like a... As weighted as college. No, but you'd like, have like a big paper test or something. Yeah. Again. So when when Buffy lets her pencil go, and they find the floppy disk, she was like, "That's deja vu or whatever." Is that a? Th- well, I mean, not is that a thing? I I know what deja vu is, but did she do that earlier that I yeah. just don't remember? No. Yeah. Okay. I was the, confused because the floppy disk was setting on. The desk. She's the one that knocks it over. That's right. And yeah. she like picks up a book and it slides off right. and falls into the crack. And that's when you're like, no, And it does Buffy. a slow-mo bounce. Yeah, I know. I remember. I'll never forget the bounce, but I didn't realize Buffy was the one yeah. that did it. So she's, and that, I think that's why she was like, whoa. That, okay. I gotta say, that fake out moment got yeah. me and Stacia both upset. Like, the desk! Yeah. <laughs> we were holding <laughs> about it. <laughs> I was like, this is contrived as fuck. Oh, like, yeah. No, the first time I was like, boo. I can't do this anymore. Why do they find it? <laughs> We've been doing this for 10 episodes. Uh, immolationogram. Yeah, I wrote flaming vampogram, and then she said immolationogram. I was like, whatever. That's fine, whatever, Buffy. <laughs> I was gonna say, how is the school not canceled? After what? I mean, you would think that would be a big deal, but everyone's just like carrying on. Yeah. Vampires aren't real. Didn't see that. Yeah, just into the air, just floated into the air, defying physics and reality. Also, it seems like she would have gotten called in the principal's office. Like, are you going to explain the flaming person that was in her classroom yelling something at you? Yeah. Right. And all of the students that are traumatized, like, what's going Don't on? Don't go here? at dusk. No. Don't do it. 
Greater knowledge of the black arts than I can claim. Giles, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I, I love Willow. No shade to Willow. But fucking Ripper, Giles, uh, Mark of Igon wearing oh, motherfucker yeah. is saying, oh no, Willow, you've been practicing or reading up on the black arts in your spare time. You definitely know more than me who's had practical knowledge and lived in the world for 40 years longer than you have. But you're right. You are the one that's most equipped to deal with this. I need about a day. And... An orb of Thessala? Whatever that is. Spirit vault for rituals of the undead. I've got one. I've been using it as a paperweight. I'm going to keep harping on this. I may be the best person to do this, Willow. Why? Um, And then, like, the whole, you might open a door that you can't close. Nothing bad will happen. Definitely nothing bad will happen. Kendra got a new shirt. Everyone should know. Tomb of Alfalfa. Gotta love it. It's been a while since Buffy's, like, mispronounced a bad guy's name, Mm. I feel like. So that was Mm. fun. Oh, yeah. Buffy's version of the boss angle is vamp face angle because when angel turns oh, yeah. to do his vamp face is like which makes sense because to, to animate it you want them kind of as still as possible right but all i could think of was in once more the feeling they do it right before uh spike turns into like he does vamp face while he's singing rest in peace mm-hmm. but it because it's in widescreen and like everything's so well like high definition it's like really pronounced in the background and stuff it's like the bus angle of something's gonna happen in the background and then he turns they're just <laughs> like oh man so that was something, but what are you going to oh, do? 2000. I think that's, that's about it. Oh, yeah, Shoplifter Buffy. I meant to pay for that lipstick when she's questioned by Wilford oh, Brimley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, fun. Oh, that's Brimley. fun because Don's a shoplifter. Oh, I'm just, you know. Shit. You know who else was probably a shoplifter? Joyce. Joyce! Probably. Joyce. Probably. Oh, um, you know what I thought was kind of a fun angle? Was that Akothla, the big scary demon of the finale, is basically like an evil version of the Sword in the Stone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also Kendra ending up with the magic sword. Come on now. You just happen to get that magic sword. Out of all the swords in the whole fucking world, you have the sword that was blessed by the knight that originally killed Akothla. Really? Okay. Here. In case the curse does not succeed, this is my lucky stick. I've killed many vampires with it. I call it Mr. Pointy. You named your stake? Yes. Remind me to get you a stuffed animal. But also, Kendra, why did why did she give away her Mr. Pointy? Like, why? She knew she'd go and die. I know, but why don't you just immediately be like, hey, yo, you got a you got broom? Can I take that? Can I get that broom? We can sharpen real quick. Yeah, I don't need to sharpen it really. Just, just like I just need. Oh, she I literally stays. just need wood. She didn't die because she I know, was I know. unequipped. I know, but man. I mean, she didn't seem like she tried very hard. I one hundred percent agree. And <laughs> would Mister Pointy have helped her? I don't know. Probably not because she didn't try that hard. It's so disappointing because she holds her own against Buffy when she we first did. meet her. I mean, I she kicked she her ass. really just like. Gave up and Drusilla. Just so the moral of the story her. is: if Angel wanted to kill Buffy, he should have just sent Drusilla. Right? What? Yeah. Too bad I mean, honestly, Buffy's so easy to kill, and literally no one ever wants to actually do it. She's so easy to kill. <laughs> <laughs> At least with the master, he actually, you know, tried. Alexander well, could have killed her multiple times. Just let her go. Oh yeah. Speaking. Shut of- the sewer drawer. She's stuck down there. She's dead. We had, yeah, a gun at the very end of the Even episode, just, yeah, right? a gun, shoot it from across the room, or, like, you were sneaking in her house and you're on pictures, you could have just strangled her. I feel like even when he threw Gage on her in the last episode and she collapsed, that he could have just killed her then. Nope. 
Angel could have gone gotcha. in instead of like going up against Xander could have just literally snuck in in the middle of the night and just killed Buffy as she slept. Hmm. I'm glad none of that happened. Man, it'd be more realistic if it did. Mm-hmm. Anything else to say before we not. get to the, the business? Of ranking it? Let's rank this sucker. Willow Axe, we talk about the net. 10 out of motherfucking 10. She kills it. Willow uses the power of computers to try to restore Angel's soul. Now, we don't actually get there, but in the next episode, she already has the spell. Computers aren't really involved, so this one gets the computer points for sure. Well, when you have a floppy disk in the episode, it's like an automatic six. Right, that's what I'm saying. And there's like, there's two, there's Romanian liturgy on one side, English on the other, you know? Uh, she's also or read, Romanian, possibly. Romanian, she, yeah, she's also read all of Jenny Calendar's files, too, which yeah. is important to note, because who well, does that? Te- well, she's the teacher now. Daniel? Joyce. Anyways, sorry. Ruining my fucking rankings by showing up. <laughs> Four out of ten. I had to remind her. Out Flashback, Joyce setting the stage for neglect. <laughs> 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 and late dinners <laughs> ruining my ranking <laughs> this was supposed to be the best of the season enjoy single handedly <laughs> ruin that as she me. always does I really forgot she was in it so she was like oh no I didn't think she what was. is Joyce getting I was like what do you mean Joyce isn't in the episode and she was like wait what wait for it, <laughs> <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> oh, god Giles nine Tweed gets knocked out Oh, yeah. tweed and corduroy combo, by the way. He's wearing a tweed jacket and has got corduroy pants on the same time. Killing it. Uh, gets knocked out at the end in the library with everybody else. Mad at Kothla knowledge, although not equipped to, you know, do the spell for Angel. But that's fine. No. Get a nine. But he's also the person that they would call. But he get a ten? He was furious about Jenny. Mm. Yeah, I think that's why he doesn't get a ten. Well, he gets a ten next episode, so Yeah. 10. He doesn't get a ten because he did lose his temper. Oh, really? And did scream with the kids. Because of his love. I know. Monster of the Week. This one's kind of tough because I I just put that it's the whirlwind in general. I mean, even Darla shows up. So, I mean, yeah. Drusilla obviously kills Kendra. That's a bad guy move. Well, Drusilla shows, I mean, we see her become the bad guy. I mean, right. sort of. like we get to Or meet. the like, bad guy is like one out of ten because he's just a dumb rock. Oh. I, but... Yeah, I know. That's why you could yeah. argue that Akafa is the bad guy, but he doesn't actually do any menacing. He's literally just a statue in this episode. If you were to ask me who the bad guy is in this episode, it would never be... Akafa, yeah. Akafa. Yeah. Don't know what his name is. Not a person. Fake statue. It Alfalfa. looks terrible. Alfalfa. The orb no, of Tesla. The bad guy is Angel. We're clearly building up to Angel, and they do a really good job of building the Angel mythology. This is a high, you know, I would give it high points. I think Giles having an orb of Tesla as a paperweight <sighs> is a very Giles thing to do. Yeah. He's got a, a nine. Move. You guys are acting like I you gave him, him a three. I want him to get a nine and a half. Look, I could give him a fucking 11 and it still wouldn't save this episode. I don't care. Give him 11. Give him 12. Do that. I like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. I'm not doing that. Give him 47. It's That'll too late. Episode. <laughs> so counting the whirlwind, their potential, learning about Angel's backstory, learning about them all, I say they are the, the villains. All of them together, especially Angel, obviously. And yeah. I give him a 10. <laughs> Although I do have to... I, you know what? 10.5. I do say 10 because he... You know, Drusilla kills a slayer, but I wonder if I ranked the master 10 of 10 in Prophecy Girl. I don't think you did. I feel like we could have had that argument and you guys could have said, he kills Buffy. Mm-hmm. 
And I would have been like, okay, I think okay. I did, because I think everyone wants to discount the fact that Buffy died, and I was over in the corner screaming, but she died! Yeah. So, That's true. And I was like, no big deal. The world wins. <laughs> ten. It stands. Good. Relationship first to ten, ten in a long time. That's great. Well, I mean, Willow got a ten and ten for Willow Hacks. Oh, shit. Then never mind. Oh, <laughs> Immediately. <God>. Yeah. Forgot. <laughs> wow. uh, relationship goodness or badness? Get an eight. There's a little bit of tumult. Obviously, we have team Soul Angel, team Kill Angel. Uh, so the house divided dynamic kind of puts a damper on things. But I see that as a, as a friendship. Well, Willow was supportive of Buffy, and that's why she's team Soul Angel in the first place, which is great. And so is Giles, like trying to be good to Jenny's memory and be like, we need to do this for her. And what about Xander and Cordelia? Gee, Xander, what are you going to teach when you fail in life? Advanced loser being? Well, are still friends? And, well, they even, have Buffy's even interests Even to, to kill Angel, yeah, they, yeah. they still want to protect Buffy. They still yeah. want their friends to be safe. Just they, in a different, different way. way. Absolutely. So eight, that's why I mean, it's not low. Yeah. Uh, and then episode specific. Bottom line is, even if you see him coming, you're not ready for the big moments. No one asks for their life to change. Not really. But it does. So what are we? Helpless? Puppets? No. The big moments are going to come. Can't help that. It's what you do afterwards that counts. That's when you find out who you are. Freeze. See what I mean? <laughs> I almost did it. I know. Good old whistles. Ten of ten. Because holy shit. Um, yeah, and Daniel, you mentioned the having words after the. When it title goes screen. to black, yeah, and you're like freeze, and you don't expect anything, and then he says, "We'll see what happens." Like you're like, "Oh my god, get it going, let's do this." Yeah, pretty good. I was enough. fucking stoked. And then I realized I'm not allowed to watch the next episode. Like, Damn it. <laughs> That's what you get. And also remember it not being as great as this one. Okay. Yeah. So 51, which is high. So Ooh. 51 of 60 total. Um, but it unfortunately. It could be 65 of 60 if you gave Giles the points you deserve. Well, if you also gave it 47 points, it would be like 100 yeah, something. It would be. Yeah, it would be pretty, pretty epic. So 51. Cool. Which puts it at number two for the season. Damn. What's behind Passion. One? Which, uh-huh. like, I am not mad at. And wow. above school hard at number three, <laughs> hilariously, <laughs> My somehow forty nine <laughs> points in early season lead. <laughs> um, yeah, can we can we till next week so we can finish this gap and see where becoming part two lands? And pretend that just knock down school hard by like ten points and no one will notice, right? So That's a couple of a couple of calls. Joyce is in the next episode and she is real shitty to Buffy. Kicks her out, but. Joyce and Spike dynamic, so I'm I'm really curious to see no, it becoming part one or two. you need to stop giving Joyce mom points for momming other people that aren't Buffy. Guess what? I can do what I want. Guess and what? I will. You'll be wrong. <laughs> Stacia, what are your rankings? Ranking. What is your ranking? I, guess I ranked so. becoming part one four. Four out of thirty-three. 30. Four out of thirty-three. It yeah, is fair. below Prophecy Girl when she was bad and Passion. Is it passion or passions? Passion, singular. Passions is the uh, so over. So okay, opera. passion. Yeah. Below prophecy girl, when she was bad, passion. Then becoming and above, welcome to the Hellmouth Angel Halloween. Mm. I think that's fair. I feel like Jenny's death was more impactful than Kendra's. Yep. I mean, I know oh, she yeah. was a slayer, but and then that scene of Giles like walking up with the roses, all of that was more powerful than powerful to me than the flashbacks. Without Whistler, Kendra's. Death doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it sucks. It just isn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jenny's death is so good because it's Angel doing it. This cannot be that. But still, killing a Slayer is still impactful. Like, I was upset. Ooh, another moment for the show that I forgot to bring up about Drusilla. 
when uh, Drusilla's eating someone. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember. Earlier in the episode, an angel walks up on her and she looks, like she looks up and she's in full vamp face and her like, that's like the scariest any vampires ever looked on the show. It was oh, just I like, think, for like a second. I think she was eating that guy who called Giles to help with the cockla. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. right, right. Because they yeah. had to go steal the big oh, rock. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, she looks really like an animal yeah. for a second, which is very cool. That's pretty cool. So. I rank damn. this nothing. I will rank it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we're on the part twos are, are all together. Although I would have ranked this one really, really high. Probably not the best episode ever. Passion probably, I think it was a little bit above yeah. it, but but the Whistler stuff is so good, and yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see how next episode sort of taints this greatness because in in what's my line, it's a bad first episode and a great second, and the second is what you remember when you're ranking it. So I'll have to keep this in mind as I go along. We'll definitely talk about that, obviously, next week yes. for the finale, finale of season two, becomes yes. part two. Can't believe we've done this for. Another whole year, basically. My goodness gracious. Uh, not only will we be back next week for the finale of season two of Buffy, but we will also be back the week following for a little season recap. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, if you don't want to have to mark that down in your calendar, you can follow us on social media, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Um, follow us on Facebook. Everything's going to be at BeatMePod. Uh, there's also a website, BeatMePod.tumblr. Every time. BeatMePod.wordpress.com. Uh, and if you're into music-y type stuff, we got a Spotify playlist, Beat Me, fun time playlist for podcast fans on Spotify that'll have every song from the show that's available on Spotify, as well as a song from every album mentioned during our new segment. Um, thank you so much for listening. It's been such a great season. I'm so excited for next week to see who's it going to be. Is it going to be Becoming Part 1 or Part 2? Who's going to win? Is Angel going to live or is Buffy going to die? I don't know. (laughs) I don't actually remember. Will there be a sword fight? Yes, there will be. Station, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. Can't wait for Anne. (laughs) What a dark note to end on. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. This isn't an orgy, people. It's a classroom.